You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're here about eggs, talking about um, onion, garlic, and hashosem mashkin mizugin shavarlein alayla. That, of course, usually meant wine that you left out. So in other words, the wine had the water in it, and it was left out overnight. Kosov Rashi, what does that mean? On all of them. Every single one of it's left out overnight is an issue. Okay. Um, and the Gemara mentions, shum the Gemara says, if you eat garlic that has been peeled, you put it in a basket, I mentioned saran wrap the other day, uh, you wrap it up, still, and ruach is serious. It isn't just something primitive. So, let's take a look. Yes. So it might be a problem, Jackie. Yeah, it might be a problem. Unless, unless they... Yeah, unless they put a hechshar on it, that's true. But it depends. In other words, this... So we're going to see what the heter is. We're going to see what the heter is, okay? But you're right. We're going to see about eggs and garlic. We're going to see. Okay. So it starts off. Some poskim say that today, somehow these issues are not issues. And uh, one of the great chasidish poskim, the Darki Juva, quotes the Yad Mayer. Uh, there's also a tshuva from Diane Weiss about this issue. I didn't look it up. But there is that idea that we saw yesterday in the Mogan Avram as well when it comes to meat and fish. Some say we don't have to worry about it. However, Roiv Binyan Ubinyan Shahapeiskin, most of the Paiskin, Prichodosh, the Dakichuv himself, the Alter Rebbe, Shochnar Hagraz, that's the Alter Rebbe. He has a special section in the Chayshin Mishpat called Shmiraz Gufenevesh. The Arachashulchan, uh, Rav Meisha, as we, as, and many. So yes, there are certain, I don't know if you want to call them rational thinkers. People believe that these Ruach Ro are, are no longer applicable. But most places can hold that you have to be Machmer in this Bismarck. Now, the problem is, of course, when it comes to, uh, m- when it comes to meat, and fish that we talked about yesterday, there actually is a place in Shulchan Aruch that it's spoken about. When it comes to eggs and garlic that was left out, it isn't in the Shulchan Aruch. Hmm. He says, So, however, um, the Chofetz Chaim, Kvarkosa Bulikute the Chavetz Chaim wrote one of the books that uh, is not studied enough. I know that we've been uh, studying up until this time. We've been doing Mishnah Bura. Uh I've sort of decided to take a little break from the Mishnah Bura, uh, just because I thought uh, it might uh, spice things up uh, to do some other things. But the Mishnah Bura not, not only wrote the Sefer Chavetz Chaim, of course, uh, which is uh, which is sort of his name, the Sefer on the Hilchas Hara, the Mishnah Bura, the six volumes. He also wrote a three-volume work called Lekutei Halachot, which is taking out the halachos from the Masechtas that the uh, Rif did not write on. So on, on, on Krisus, 
Nida, other places where there is no riff, where there is. So what he did was he actually extracted from the Gemara of the Halachot, and it's a wonderful safer to learn. And not only did he not only did he rewrite and extract halachos that were necessary from the book, he also wrote. A, there's a commentary like a Rashi on the side, and there's biurim on the bottom, uh, and on the side and on the bottom. And that's a wonderful safer. Lakute halachos. It's a nice little bar mitzvah gift if you want to give to someone. So what does he write there on Nid? He also says in the Ein Mishpat, which is which is where the source is. He says, He says, I, didn't, I don't find this in the Rambam anywhere. Or, or the Shulchan Aruch, about eggs overnight. Now some people will say, well, the Rambam was a rationalist. He's like these other shitas. That's possible. However, the Chofetz Chaim says you should be Zoyer. <laughs> Chofetz Chaim says it. All the other places can say it. We should be Makabalists. So what do you do then? So, um, first of all, as we said before, um, if you if you mix them in with some other food, then it's not a problem. It's only the egg by itself. Mixed in with some other food, it would be okay. Next. Um, next page. Now, um, I actually have, I actually made a copy of that. I don't, I'm not going to uh, uh, learn it with you tonight. But this, of course, is the great tzaddik, the Kloisenberg Rebbe, a person of, uh, who, of course, lived through the Holocaust, was a uh, hero of the Holocaust, um, was involved in making so many shaduchim afterwards, and not just making shaduchim, but also creating a, a desire to live among the people who had, who, who had survived uh, and standing so strongly for the greatness of Torah. And he, he uh, and his, as a safer, one of the finest forum in Psakalocha of the 20th century, was written by the Kloisenberger and, and, and with a little bit of help from Schmerler, uh, the safer Divrayatsev. And he has about nine or ten pages on this issue about eggs that are peeled. And he says, He says, clearly, it's got to give some taste to it. But the Rav, Rav um, Belsky disagrees. In other words, pepper on the eggs would be a, a, a head. In other words, if you take the hard-boiled eggs and you pepper them, then that would be all right. If you already begin to put something on there, pepper, paprika, even if you don't crush them at all, according to the Kloisenberger Rebbe, that would be enough. Rambelsky says it doesn't need to have a tam. It's it's there and it's doing something. It's not just the egg. So therefore, it's, it could be some sort of preservative. Something that stops it from becoming sour. A pH. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. We might have some chemists here who know better what, the, what what could be put in there. But that also would be good. Some sort of preservative or some sort of thing that, that stops the, uh, the pH. Um, of course, 
this was a very Svaradikid thing that the Kloisenberger says, which we saw yesterday, that you can't put, you can't put onions in there. That's not going to help. Um, even though some people would like that. And by the Chassidim, it's a very big thing to put eggs and onions <laughs> together. That, that, that doesn't work. Um, however, um, the fact that they are cooked or dried, if it's meant for an individual situation, is not a heter. There are some who want to be machalak misvara and say it's only a raw egg, but most of the uh, the Gemara doesn't seem to imply that uh, because a, a peeled egg is usually, it's pretty hard to, to peel a raw egg. Sahudini <laughs> would have to help you out with that. That's a hard thing to do. So therefore, even though, again, so let's think about the heterim so far. One that there is, these whole things aren't no There are people that say that. It's not in the Rambam, not in the Shulchan Aruch. However, again, we have the Masora that Rabelsky is telling us we, need, we should follow. Chavetz Chaim, Moshe Feinstein, and all the G'day Adairis up until their times as well. The second Svara, of course, um, would be, uh, some could say that if it's cooked, there are some people that want to say if it's cooked, it's not an issue. Once again, that would be a das yachid. So what is the heter that we have to use them in the nursing homes and all these places? So uh, it's based on Rav Meshav Feinstein. So let's take a look. What does it mean it's a sakana when you have uh, uh, peeled eggs? What does it mean that you peeled it and you didn't use it? You have to go with a normal situation. The people, they peel the egg, they peel the garlic, they peel the onion. It's right around mealtime. While the meal's going on, right before it. And when it happens that they've peeled it before the meal. And then they decide. That's that's the normal way this happens. Yeah, I don't need all those eggs. Uh, I don't need those onions. So that's what Shimon Chai is telling us in the Gemara Nida. Shimon Bar Yachai. He has a connection coming up in a couple of days. Shimon Chai is telling us in a normal situation, that's the normal case where Sakona can happen. So if you decide that you want, like we said in the story yesterday, uh, you know what, I'm going to eat it tomorrow morning, I'll get it ready tonight. That's also called the Sakana. Because that's the normal, that, that's part of the normal way that Shemri Yechai is speaking about. But where you're processing it in a factory, that, and obviously in a factory, you got to get it out in trucks. You got to get it out in a truck somewhere <laughs> or whatever. Obviously, you want to get it in a truck and you have to send it out somewhere. The way to prepare it is to get it prepared days in advance so it can go into the machine and get canned or whatever it is. So, obviously, he says, right? For example, they're making big barrels of chelbonim. I assume the chelbonim is the white of the egg, right? Uh, chelmonim are the yolks. 
What are they doing with these whites and the oaks? They're freezing them. And this is the way they bake. They, they sell them to bakeries uh, in this way. So they come, whether it's actually what, what Jonathan was talking about yesterday or the egg beaters or the actual, that's, it's better when they actually sell them frozen and they actually are able to go straight into these, these big, into these huge bakeries. So who inyan kolufacher? That's not appealing, a normal appealing. <laughs> That's not the usual story. The stam is talking about. Shemrechai is not talking about factories. He's not talking about where the normal thing is to do it days in advance. He's talking about a normal meal situation within a couple of hours. So therefore, Shemrechai says, and it's a, a typical type of chiddush Shemrechai, you can't say, especially here where Rav Moshe is being a little bit of a rationalist, if it's not the normal case that Rashbi was talking about. We know probably, based on our knowledge of, that, of those days when Shimber Yechai lived and what it meant to get onions and eggs ready, that that was the Mitzvah he was talking about. So, Ein Lonu, we're not going to now connect it, to learn in a case of a factory or when you have uh, these garlics that you were talking about, Jackie, before that have been sold that way. That's already a different type of peeling, a different type of, 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 of getting ready, especially Shein Lem Tom. We don't, there's no rational reason behind it. Ella Shekane, who I'm it's just some sort of reality, the Shriyas Haruach right? It's not that we know that there's something usher in it. There's something about doing this brings the demon. Doing this brings the evil. Hmm. So, ein lonu ela zeh So the only thing that could be usher is what is in Chazal itself. And Ramesha Feinstein is telling you that's what Chazal are talking about. Below af, even if it's only shinuiktas, even though it's only slightly different. Because you say, well, look, they're peeling the eggs in the factory. The factory's owned by a bunch of Jews. And they've got, they've got the workers there, you know, boiling the eggs and peeling the eggs. Yeah, but they're getting them ready for this big, giant case to send out. Aha. So our familiar already says that that's different. Now, it's a kula, but this is what I want to show you. Right, that would deal with all, that would be about the onion powders and the, the, these big bottles that they have of, uh, of garlic. He says, Yesh lismoch alakula shomaran baligris meisha. V'yesh says hechsher. You should give a hechsher. Strobelsky from the OU, but that's what he was telling. Anything that they are making, whether they have those type of eggs in it, whether they have the onions in it, or they use those type of processed garlics, when it's made in this way. What does it mean they made it in this way? That the factory, the company, in order to make their product, they peeled they, they peeled hundreds and they boiled hundreds and hundreds of eggs and, and, and peeled them that were meant for a huge business. 
because they know they got to they got to send them out to the stores and they're only going to use them days later. So of course they need to peel it earlier. Okay, so therefore we can be But then he adds something a frumkite. Listen to what he writes. Why is it awesome? Chazal in there, Havana knew that these things are dangerous because of some sort of ultra spirituality that they were sensitive to. If you are Saimech, it won't if it will not occur if you rely on the words of the tzaddik, which tzaddik? Not Rashbi, but the tzaddik Rav Moshe Feinstein. That Rav Belsky, although he, I don't know if he ever studied in the yeshiva with him, but he said Rav Moshe Feinstein is the rabban umayiran shal Yisrael. And since he's the tzaddik who is the teacher, the light, the the the, the power light generator of Klal Yisrael, kol oin, no, someone who's soymech on the tzaddik, nothing negative could happen. Vamazikim, ah, you're going to say, but these are demons and, and dangerous powers? Nishmoyim ledas moyreataira. They, they don't, they can't do anything. These demons and powers, they are subject to the will and, and the, and the, and, and the, uh, direction of this powers of Torah. People like Rav Meisha, who's a ma'or of Torah. And he brings, Rebelski brings a rifle, Gemarim Psachim, Davkofyudbeis. A certain demon once uh, was involved with the great Sadiq Hanina Mendesa, the Tana, Amrle. So Hanina Mendesa said, I'm going to explain it in a second. He says, Chanina Medesa said, Shade, I'm gonna, you better get out of here because I have power over you because I'm going to make sure that you can never uh, uh, spread yourself and, and visit any place in the world. And of course, the Shade, I'm like hanging out in the world. I and Shum. So you see, just like in the time of Chazal, Rav Yisrael Belsky, with all his brilliance, with all his scientific knowledge, believed in the power of tzaddikim. He believed in the power of Ruach Ra, but he also believed in the power of the tzaddik. And the power of the tzaddik is indicated by his psak halacha. And if the tzaddik, the God of Ador Paskins, that this should be mutter, then the shadim have no power. Because, yeah, <laughs> Rav Moshe understood. It's like Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe is the Hanina ben Dais of Ardor. And if he holds, Shadim can't get involved if it's about factory eggs that they need to be done a week in advance. He says, I, he says, I, I guarantee nothing is going to happen. That's what he holds. This is, again, a man who studied science, a man who discovered a star, a man who understood electricity, cold, and he argued very strongly about certain types of dishwashers on Shabbos. Avil, the power of the tzaddik was just as true to him. And the power of a tzaddik's psak, not just Tom, a person who happens to be a frum person, but Rav Meshach Feinstein, not just the tzaddik, but Mo'er and Shal Yisrael. Avil, lo yutar, 
about catering. A, a caterer is not in that league. He doesn't. He doesn't need to have it done because a, a caterer is just basically a guy. True, it's a it's a huge amount. That's not a factory. Rav Meisha's not talking about it. Rav Meisha's talking about a factory that's producing it to be sold far away. A person who's just a caterer who's just, who just wants to make things easier for tomorrow. He wants to get the onions for the salad, or th- that doesn't. It's not included in Rav Moshe's enter bechlal. He could be the biggest. He could be a gigantic caterer. It's still not the same. And therefore, there's no heter for them. So if the OU, whatever, their mashkicham need to uh, to be tough on those caterers to make sure they don't do anything like that. Just two more minutes here. Um, I can, I, I can take out from the Igrasmation the following. Um, the Gemara says that even if you put it in a basket and you tie the basket, the chasime, and you seal the basket, right? You put some sealant around it. Ruach that Ruach Ro gets in there. The same Arab Moshe says, take the Gemara, go back in time, and understand the Mitzvah of what the Gemara was talking about, and realize how different that is than making the eggs today. In the same way, go back to the Gemara, read the words actually, and figure out what did it mean in the time of the Gemara, where they put stuff in baskets, and tied them, and put a sealant around them. What we have today, <laughs> super sealants. What do we have? What they had, you could still be, in, there was still a possibility for stuff to get in, wind, bacteria, and others. We've got the type of containers that can be vacuum sealed perfectly. That's one svar. <laughs> this is Ravelsky borrowing Rav Moshe's look at it. Vaod, another svar is that if you have such a container that seals it back, if it goes back into a container, that's like the klipa itself. That's like the that's like the egg went back in the shell. The whole point is it's a beitzim kolf. But let's say be able to turn time back and put it back into a shell. He says it's like a new shell in the place of the old one. That's a chiddush. This is all. This is this is Rebelsky's chiddush. He was inspired by Rav Meisha. So therefore, if you can put that stuff, and the caterers, if they can do that, if they can have these hermetically sealed containers, that it's mamish like a plop, like a vacuum, you can hear it. Because it's 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 muskabelis on the das, and this again, you could you could hear someone disagreeing, but this again gives you a little sense of of Rabelsky's COVID, how he's part of the Mesera, and still a machadish at the same time. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.